you know what? This is fun. Let's let's do this. Welcome to the Fan and the Furious presents the Butler Did It. This is a podcast about the filmographies of actors who haven't gotten the deep dive they deserve. And this season, we're talking about Gerard Butler. My name is Steve. Here's my co-host, Emily. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? We watch the Phantom of the Opera. I'm fine. Who boy. I'm going to come out and say it. Spicy take. I liked it. Oh my God. <laughs> you are a monster. <laughs> you don't even like the musical. <laughs> you dumb jackass. I fucking hate this musical, so I have no attachment and don't give a shit if they do it justice or if it's good. Oh, so here's the thing, though. Like, I think, like, I think the acting and the singing is, well, not all the singing, but a lot of the singing is so bad that even, like, like, even if you didn't know this musical at all, it'd be like, this is bad. I think if you watched it with the sound off or just, like, with an orchestral soundtrack, it'd be very pretty. There's lots of cool costumes. There's some great set pieces because it's Schumacher. And that's why I like it. Because like, if there was a bad Nickelback cover band singing poorly songs I don't like already, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'd ra- I think I would still rather hear a well-sung version of a song I don't like than people who cannot sing singing songs I don't like. What are your initial thoughts? Almost everybody is miscast. Mm-hmm. They do some, all of the, okay. The musical starts the same way with the auction and with Raul when he's older. But the fact that they keep coming back to it, which is not obviously not a thing in the musical because it's a musical. You're not just going to like, here's this sad guy in black. And no, this black and white films real stock, like, Oh, the okay again I'm gonna say, I feel like I'm going to be saying okay a lot there is some dialogue in Phantom some this movie there's more of it and they don't change it so there is dialogue that's sung in the musical that is spoken here but since they still are using the same word it rhymes mm-hmm. and sounds incredibly stilted and awkward in a way that wouldn't if they had just sung it and I do not understand that choice fundamentally. It's the same shit Chris Columbus did with Rent. It's they don't trust audiences to be able to hear singing the whole time. In that case, do more of it. Like it's the it's the weirdest amount. Yes, I agree. You know I love Jerry. We both love Jerry. It's it's so far outside of his range. God bless him, he's trying. Um Patrick Wilson is flat out terrible. Another person I generally like. 
Which is weird because I've seen him in Broadway musicals and he's excellent. I can't, I, again, I think it is, he's not Raul. Like he's not. The only, like the one of the main three who can sing is, um, I mean, is it Razum? Is a classically trained singer and can sing is not a good act. I don't know. I've seen her in like two things and this, she's terrible. Again, sing her. She has a nice voice. She is not good at pretending she's singing while she's on screen because it looks like it looks like if you saw somebody walking down the street with their headphones on, sort of like mouthing lyrics to themselves. That is what most of this movie looks like. Yeah, there are times they're just straight up out of sync. Times out of sync. It's people like look. Obviously, they Miz taught us do not do live singing, but. You can't also just mouth. You have to have some emotional, con- like, it has to match. Like, and most of Phantom is belted. Yes. And it's just like, I'm just casually walking through this cemetery, moving my lips a little bit. You're looking like I'm just on a walk. I like this movie. <laughs> it's bad. You take the performances out of this movie, and it's gorgeous. Oh, you know who's doing a good performance in this movie? Mini Driver. Mini Driver. She's not singing. She rules. Mini Driver but, rules in this movie. Yeah. But she's awesome in this movie. She's doing a bad Italian accent. Which is, don't say that I think I've ever said about Mini Driver before. I don't dislike her, but I've never been like, holy shit, Mini Driver rocks. Have you ever seen Speechless? No. She is so fucking funny on that show. And she is incredible on that show. Oh, okay. She's amazing as Carlotta. And is just so far into the diva thing that is just hilarious. I um, I did a lot of research watching last night. And multiple times in interviews, she said that she was doing impressions of women she saw in Italy yelling at their husbands. <laughs> and she said, basically, that's what she was doing this whole movie. It works. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. Which is why I text you being like, we need to talk about a new driver. Cause she's going so hard and so far into camp. And it's like, she's in a different movie. She, I, I mean, she is in, she is like an entirely different movie. I love it. I am also someone who that not all of his movies, there are some movies that I despise, but I will defend Schumacher's whole thing because I think he is a distinct visual stylist who cares about flair more than anything. Okay, this movie has a lot of visual flair. There are some shots and set and it was nominated for an Oscar for art direction. There are some sets in this and art direction in this and just visual flair in this that I would say are downright gorgeous. Mm-hmm. This opening sequence where it goes from the the destroyed theater after the auction and it like pans up and color adds and we basically watch the theater reassemble itself i think looks so good the opera is gorgeous and the also just like things that i don't often pay much attention to but whenever they're they're doing the opera performances like the costumes are amazing the like the spectacle of the set within the movie are so good it's spectacle porn yeah and 
Honestly, that's like because I don't care and be, I actively dislike Phantom of the Opera. That's all I focused on. Mm-hmm. Also, Jerry and Patrick Wilson having a sword fight in a cemetery. Yes, please. Yes. We should also talk about the fact that uh, I mean, awesome is 16. It's gross. And neither one of them seem like they want to be kissing her. No, because they are men in their 30s, and she is 16, and as far as I know, neither of them are huge sleazebags. That is one of the reasons that neither of these, like, romances work, because both of these dudes are just like, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah, because any time when he's got to be, like, like when they're doing uh, past the point of no return at the end, and he's like, his hands are all over her, I'm just like, ew, 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 ew. Like, I do not want, that song is about them having sex. And I do not want that song to be about them having sex when she is 16. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants it that, except for Joel Schumacher and Andrew Lloyd Webber, who said their actress needs to be under 25 years old. (laughs) He's a piece of shit. Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah. Yeah, he's garbage. We're not going to go through the the plot of Phantom of the Opera. You either know Phantom of the Opera or you don't give a shit about Phantom of the Opera. So I think it's important just for us to talk about scenes and stuff about this. Do you agree? There's there's an opera. There's a phantom. He's horny. He's horny. He's got a disfigured face. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) It's not as bad as the disfigurement in Ready Player One where she just has a birthmark. (laughs) But it's not as bad as you would think. No. It's it's definitely not the Gon Chaney fandom. You know, I thought this movie was a bomb. Like, it did fine at the box office. I think it's just sort of like, retrospectively, it's a movie that everybody's like, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. The performances are bad. Except for Mini Driver. And, but it's, but I kind of feel like from everything we know about this, Joel Schumacher didn't care. He just thought Jerry and Patrick Wilson were hot and then just wanted to make a bunch of pretty images. I cannot deal with the hair that Patrick Wilson has in this movie. I was watching this like, uh, and then when we got to the graveyard scene, my wife turns to me and she goes, do you think Joel Schumacher had the hots for the beast when he turned into a man at the end? Because that's what he looks like. (laughs) That's a really good description. He looks exactly like the beast after Belle kisses him. Yeah. The long hair. It's, it's, he's not a man who should have long hair. I did not know that because I don't think I've ever seen him with long hair before. Yeah. It's not, and Patrick Wilson's an attractive fella. Yeah, he is. No, it's just not, just not doing it. And they, they got some bad hair on Jerry too. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It, I mean, and these are you're talking like if somebody was doing Phantom in high school, you might get some sounds like this. There was something to me to talk about Jerry's performance, which is the only reason we watched this. I was won over because he is clearly trying so hard. Yes, he is. And it is, it's not good. It's charming as hell. Look, I understand why I took this role. Joel Schumacher wanted to be like, hey, do you want to be the lead and fandom of the opera? And I, like, yeah, there is probably somebody in, something voice in your back of your head going, um, I don't know if I can do that, but 
how do you say no to that? Especially like when your career is like you've had a couple of big movies, but this is like a huge, mm-hmm. you know, supposed to be this huge blockbuster. And again, you're playing Phantom, which, yeah, like I get it. So I watched a lot of stuff from the press tour, like a couple hours worth. And one thing Jerry keeps going back to is he didn't think he could do the singing. Mm-hmm. And in one interview, he was saying like, yeah, you know, and we've said this before, Joel Schumacher hired him because he liked him in Dracula 2000 and Attila and because he was hot and didn't even hear him sing and he wanted him for the role. And Jerry kept saying, like, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't know if I could do it. I tried to do it. And I think he he knows. I think he knows that it just wasn't in his range. And last night I was sitting around and I was like, what musical could Jerry do? And I think I figured it out. Okay. He would be great as Judas and Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. I can see that. Because that's more of like rock music than Phantom is. And Jerry's voice is kind of in that range. And also, you know, you want Judas to be charming and, you know, but also sleazy. And like, I think that would be a role Jerry would be great at. I think accent aside, I think you could put him in guys and dolls. Yep. Which, you know, sorry, Vin, you're out. Yeah. Jerry's in. Yeah. So I watched the view had a phantom special episode when this movie came out. Oh my God. With the entire cast. Oh, wow. And Barbara Walters asks Jerry, oh, um, did you like something like, did you think that the Phantom was French? And then Jerry goes, well, I tried to do English. I don't know how well it came out or what it sounded like, but I tried to make him English. (laughs) And I was like, you are the most self-aware movie star in history, Gerard Butler. He's just just a bag of charm. And just him being like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hit the accent. And just, it's so good. They get a cape and they make him swing it around dramatically. And he's so embarrassed and he keeps going, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and then they creepily keep talking about how Emmy Rossum's only 18. Ew. And Patrick Wilson kind of like nervously shimmies over on the couch, like away from her. Because it was... Mini Driver, Patrick Wilson, Emmy Rossum, and Jerry all on a couch together being interviewed on The View. Oh, wow. That sounds like a thing. Mini Driver was having a fucking ball. Yeah, that makes me like her. Yeah, she she just kept like cackling whenever they said something. And at one point they were like, they go, well, you two guys are going to be huge stars. Nobody knows who you are now, but they will after this movie. <laughs> wow. Patrick Wilson and Jerry just kind of sit there silently and Minnie Driver, because then Barbara Walter goes, Minnie, you're a name actress. And she starts cackling in their face. <laughs> and it was incredible. Oh. I can't believe The View did a phantom special. I absolutely can believe that. And also Barbara Walters, Joy Behar, and Meredith Vieira are all in Christmas sweaters, which makes it even more bizarre. <laughs> yes, that very Christmassy musical. 
Oh, also on the view, Jerry like barely speaks and he's like keeps, but at the same time is like actively listening while his co-stars speak. And it's such a subtle thing, but I think it adds kind of to his endearing charm that like, he's not waiting till they ask him a question. He's actually like involved in watching his Mm co-stars. But during one of the interviews, the interviewer had seen Dear Frankie. And Jerry talked so lovingly about that movie and how proud he was. And I was just like, oh, and then he kept going about how Emily Mortimer is the most interesting, great actress he's ever worked with. And like that, that kissing scene we talked about on our last episode was all her choice to make it stand there for so long. And he's like, it's great. It's incredible. And I love Jerry. I love him so much. That's great. Uh, Oh, I did enjoy, um, Andre and Fierman, I know uh, Kieran Hines, who has been with Jerry before, was mm-hmm. playing Fierman. I don't know who's playing Andre. I know it's an actor I've seen before, but they're just, you know, they're just like the funny dorky dudes. I like them. I was in for Jerry had a sword with a skull on it. Mm-hmm. That made me happy. Uh, there were classic Jill Schumacher naked men statues and naked lady statues, and yes. that made me giggle. He has a horse in his underground cave. Which he uses to walk four feet before putting her on a boat. They walked out. I laughed so hard. They like walk down these stairs and then just a horse is there. They walk four feet and she gets on a boat. <laughs> so does this horse just live in this tunnel? I guess. Apparently in the book he has a horse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, was not expecting to see a horse. That was so funny. Uh, also, um, I kind of loved, it was so over the top and shoe mockery, but them walking down this tunnel and then these actual human arms painted gold, holding onto candles and candelabras that move out of their way as they walk down the hallway ruled. It's so silly. Yeah. I'm like, did you, did you forget which musical you were doing for a second there? And we're doing beauty and the beast, but. So these candelabras come out of the water on fire. And I'm like, hell yeah. I want to go on Phantom of the Opera, the ride. Cause that's what this looks like. Oh dude. If they just like, if Disney just reskinned pirates with Phantom. It would rule. Yeah. That'd be amazing. So, okay. We need to talk about that. I know it's the musical, but every time that right before the Phantom shows up and it goes, it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin running into WrestleMania. <laughs> oh my God, King! Is is that is that the Phantom's music? Is that the Oh my God! It's the Phantom. <laughs> That's all I can think of. I cannot believe the Phantom of the Opera. Look, it's not a subtle musical. <laughs> the problem with this in a movie versus the stage show is there are these big set pieces with like so many people doing these dance numbers and then the phantom shows up and it's just some doofus in a mask and i'm like literally all of you could take him there's one guy with a sword in the middle of a room like someone could tackle him yeah he's not he's not like actually super powered or anything so like what are you people afraid of it's just some dude yeah i understand being afraid if you're like on your own then he's going to get you with his lasso and kill you yes. but <laughs> otherwise just 
fucking kill this guy. <laughs> when he shows up in Masquerade and he's just surrounded by people going, <gasps> and I'm like, Patrick Wilson runs away to go get his own sword <laughs> and is putting it on his, like, putting, just carry it, man. You don't need to, like, put it on the hilts and, like, put the hilt on your belt that he's struggling with. And it's just like, at the hilt he's like got that like little sword holster on his belt and he's just like oh i gotta put this on and then he's just going to go off a sword fight but like just i don't know throw a glass at him i gotta say jerry looks really fucking hot in that scene with the red and the, the like Ooh. the new like the more traditional like masquerade mask and he's just like doing like the weird little hoppy steps down the stairs yeah no he was pretty hot in that scene yeah Oh, because the scene before this, what they don't do is drop the fucking chandelier. The thing the Phantom is known. And I understand Schumacher's thing was like that it's to do that in the middle of your movie is weird. And it makes sense on stage because it's the end of act one. It's what brings you inner to intermission is the huge chandelier falls down. It's big and dramatic. And then you cut. And I I get that movies are different, but also because it is so famous for that scene to move it is weird and disconcerting i mean it still looks cool when it eventually happens i'm just like it's just it was so strange to have um all i ask of you and then not not drop the chandelier (laughs) i agree but cinematically if you're someone who doesn't know the musical well you wouldn't know yeah, and I get. I mean, you still have um, him hanging the guy, so you still have like, okay, I guess this is why they're f- afraid of the Phantom. But which also was so silly. Did Joel Schumacher hate Phantom of the Opera? Because this movie seems like someone who's laughing at Phantom of the Opera. I don't think so. I think that's just how Joel Schumacher makes movies. And I like it, dude. The voguing and masquerade, incredible. This guy dying. There's a dude who's straight up popping locks and it's incredible. <laughs> Just so because it's all this, like the costume is all like very traditional, like Venetian masquerade. Mm-hmm. And then you cut to all these characters voguing and it is so funny. Any Phantom movie will be a bad movie to me. Mm-hmm. So let it be this bananas bad. <laughs> That's the Fan and Furious stamp of approval. <laughs> I can't believe the number of times I laughed out loud. His little wax uh, skull phantom seal that he puts on letters and emails to people. Great. That is somehow like, like so 3D that it's like three inches off the page. Wait, that doesn't seem like a very useful wax seal. That's like the size of a coffee mug. <laughs> Great. That's, that's something I love about Schumacher. He just does not care about logic. He cares about style. And like, he's just like, I don't give a shit. Look, look it looks cool. So Jerry said... And I think it may give some explanation to what this performance kind of ended up being was he said he was trying to play the Phantom tragic and he knows the Phantom does horrible things. But in order to like tap into this character, he had to play it empathetic. But Joel Schumacher kept telling him to telling him to make it sexier. And Jerry said, like, I'm crying. It's tragic. And Joel Schumacher is like, but make it sexy. Oh, he's such a horny director. It's great. Also, the scene where Raul and the Phantom are fighting in the Phantom's lair and the Phantom just like straight up fucking like BDSM bondage type ties him to this fucking like cage. I was like, (laughs) this is doing something for Joel. 
Speaking of logistics, I was trying to work out how in the world that would end up with Phantom being able to strangle this guy by pulling on that rope. And I'm just like, I just got to stop thinking about this because... (laughs) When in doubt, it's Joel Schumacher wants something to jerk off to. (laughs) It is the horniest attempted murder I've ever seen. The thing... I think that makes me still okay with Schumacher is, and this is weird. And look, look, the, the, I mean, Rosam's age aside, he is a horny director. He is not a sleazy director. And that is, it's one of those, just those distinctions that I don't think I can describe, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. He's, it doesn't seem like he's leering. It seems like he's just wants it to have sex appeal. Yeah. And I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, and I'm going to try and navigate these muddy waters. It's not Joss Whedon focusing the camera on, like, fucking Gal Gadot's ass as she walks slowly. It's him being like, yo, look at this statue's dick. And uh, also, (laughs) isn't it kind of hot that Patrick Wilson's tied up? Yeah, I think it is. There's... Maybe it's because he's always moving the camera and so it's never like, let's just look at this for 10 fucking minutes. That might help. And it's not, it's not that he's trying to make specific people sexy. He's trying to make the entire movie sexy. Yeah, he wants like his set. Look, there's like the, the statues and stuff. He wants his set to be sexy. The boobs on these statues. When everything is like you know like rich and plush and that insane like swan boat bed he has i was talking to my friend chris last night and i said the the thing that makes me the saddest is the bombing of this movie meant that we never got joel schumacher's wicked oh my god which would have been just like tom cruise is the wizard never wearing a shirt i don't like wicked Wicked's, listen, you know, I got that Chenoweth love, so that always ticks it out. But Wicked is an incredibly ableist and mostly bad musical with a couple of good songs. Yeah. But like Joel Schumacher's Wicked would be great. It'd be something, man. It would be so horny. (laughs) We could have, if this did well, you know, we would have gotten another Schumacher musical. Mm -hmm. And I'm sad for that. There is a world in which we could have had Joel Schumacher's cats. The dick bulges on those cats. <laughs> that would have been even hornier than the cats we got. Yeah, which is hard to wrap your head around. Oh my God. I'm so sad that that never happened. <laughs> I think this this conversation is more a conversation and should be about Schumacher than Jerry, unfortunately, even though this is a Gerard Butler podcast. Yeah. Because everything about this movie, it, this is such a director's movie. I mean, yeah, there's no way around that. Like, it's just a big horny spectacle because that's what Schumacher makes is big horny spectacles. And he sets things on fire. The fact that he burned a building to the ground in order to do this fire scene because he wanted it to look real. Ooh, that's so good does look good it looks great almost everything in this movie is practical and the one time where there's exceedingly bad cgi is when he breaks the phantom breaks a mirror and it's so jarring because so much of the stuff is like looks really good 
Yeah. Except for the horrific black and white newsreel footage. So good. It looks like a Mr. Show sketch. Why? Why, why, why? I don't know. Like, what is that ad? Like, what are you doing? I also could have done without the the um, Madame Geary flashback, having her, like, rescue the Phantom when he was oh, a kid. Looking like fucking Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th <laughs> Part 2. Got that little bag on his head. Oh, my God. I was like, this movie is long enough already. It was so, I loved it. I was like, oh, my God, he's the little Jason. I want to watch that movie, little Jason. <laughs> what, just him, like, dead in the lake? <laughs> it, it's like a yule log but it's just the corpse of jason Voorhees bobbing that's what shutter should have instead of the jack-o-lantern <laughs> what is, we should suggest that <laughs> instead of a jack-o-lantern dead kid <laughs> i think more than anything in terms of jerry this is this is, I think, one of those movies that helps define who he is as a person because he clearly cared so much and is honest about that, but is also self-aware enough to know that people hated it. Yeah. And doesn't he doesn't he's not like defensive about it. It's no. not like he's not, you know, sometimes you get those actors like, well, you know, if they had marketed it differently, then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He's like, we did a thing. People didn't like the thing. I'm sad about that, but OK. I, I I really respect that. I think I think that's a really wonderful trait, especially coming out of Finn Diesel last season, where just like he had to make excuses for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like you're watching somebody sleepwalk through a performance. Like it, it's he's trying. Mm-hmm. It's just not a role for him. No. I think both in the fact that like the like the singing is simply beyond his his voice and like he has a he has a decent voice like I'm happy to hear mm-hmm. him like do little songs and other things but Phantom is a different beast and also I just I think like we've said before we like it when Jerry is nice exactly and Phantom is a big old creep and yes there's there's tragedy there and there is empathy you can find there but at the end of the day that dude is a big old toxic creep and that is not jerry no and he he plays the phantom as not a creep but the role is a creep and it doesn't work well there's no way to not make that guy creepy Mm -hmm. but god help him he's trying yeah i love this man so much it's the reverse of in i love more every episode (laughs) Well, because we just keep him like finding him being more and more charming and sweet, as opposed to Vin, who just gets more and more Vin. I was really surprised about Patrick Wilson's performance because he is a great musical actor. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's not good. I think he's just miscast. Yeah, he is. Look, look that is a character I already do not like. Like it is such a honestly like nothing of a role, but it's. It's so wrong for him. It is. There's a weird thing here. And I, I think maybe partially it's like the hair and everything is he. It's like he's a 12 year old playing this role. He looks like a little boy and it is not helping. No. 
this movie's a mess. It's really pretty though. And that's that's what I got to. And that sword fight is so high school production. I mean, that's another thing with, with, with why Schumacher is so weird, which is you pay so much attention to these sets and all of that. And then you have this sword fight and you're just like, ah, like I don't need to, we don't need to hire a fright cartographer, right? Like <laughs> they can just figure it out themselves. And I loved it. And there's one point where like the foam gravestone moves. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. Like Jerry bumps into it and it goes like, don't. Wow. But that graveyard looks like it's straight out of fucking Batman Returns and I'm here for it. <laughs> it, is, it is very burdened Batman. I will defend Schumacher's Batman movies with great passion for the rest of my life. I, I can't. It's just, uh, I don't have fun with them. Like, I don't I hate like them. them, but I just like them. Like, uh... They're movies for babies that play like movies for babies, but horny I, babies. I dislike Carrie's uh, Riddler so much. Yes. he's Batman Forever is worse than Batman and Robin. I like Batman and Robin. I will go to the bat for that movie forever. <laughs> it's so horny. It's so cartoonish. Arnold's great. Uma Thurman's great. And with everyone's great. I love her. I love Batman and Robin. Okay. That's not shocking to me. Why is that? Because you're you. What does that mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to say that I like Batman and Robin? Well, because you're, yeah, yeah. That seems like a movie you would like. It's stupid and bad and campy and like nobody else likes it. (laughs) Is that the standard for me? No one else likes it? Not in like a not in like a hipstery sort of way, but in that like, well, I'm gonna adopt this ugly little mutant dog that nobody else wants <laughs> kind of way. I've had, yeah, I've had the songs from the show in my head all week. I finished watching this at like eleven thirty last night, and oh boy, I've been singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's bad music. It's a bad musical. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> it is fundamentally not a good movie. It's pretty. It's a well, pretty movie. Yeah, 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 it's a pretty movie. But I think if you have to say, well, if you have the sound off and <laughs> don't pay any attention to the acting, it's a really good movie. <laughs> Fair enough. What's also great is, uh, you know, we watched this on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Which which had the thrill of watching a movie on TBS where there's like a dramatic line and then it cuts to a commercial for fucking like Tide Pods. <laughs> like the music would sell, would swell up and then be like cut to commercial. And I got that weird stone cold Steve Austin iced tea cold wash your laundry ad. And then you're back to no 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 no. Oh, I wonder who's coming. <laughs> I there's some songs in Phantom I genuinely like. Is it? I don't mind that. Like, look, I get that it's like overdone and bombastic, but I think it's like sort of like a fun, like big seeing a Broadway show song. But I, I really like Past the Point of No Return and I could not stand it in here because I'm like, she's 16, she's 16, she's 16. Yep. Get your hands off her. That song is horny as fuck. Yep. Stop this. You are in your 30s. Ugh. I just don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber. I like one Weber musical. I like Jesus Christ Superstar, and that's it. Yeah. Cats is a bad musical. Oh, it's a terrible musical. From bad source material. 
I don't mind Avita. Avita's got like two good songs. I weirdly really like Sunset Boulevard. I like I like weird talky musicals where almost like it's not like it's okay. a, lot, a lot there's a lot of talky songs in that one and I like talky songs. What you got? Joseph, I, I saw uh the filmed version with Donny Osmond. I saw Joseph like and you know, some like equity tour mm-hmm. in India. Like I think Joseph's fine. It's fine. It's not good. No, it's not good. It's got some it's got some catchy songs. You're seeing it in a big theater and I'm never gonna like put on the soundtrack to Joseph. <laughs> My favorite is that we only refer to it as Joseph. As hey Joey <laughs> Joey in his jacket. <laughs> Joey in his jacket. <laughs> Can we please rewrite it? That would rule. He's just like, hey, oh, I got a jacket. That's not even multicolored. Nope. It's just leather. It's literally just the font's jacket. <laughs> that exists. Someone did that. So I, uh, along those lines, I was in a production of Godspell in high school. Right. And we put it on uh, like the February after 9-11. Uh-huh. And the school thought it would be a nice touch for Jesus to wear a t-shirt that said FDNY in memory of all who died on 9-11. Oh boy, that is a choice. Because, you know, in Godspell on the stage, it's a Superman t-shirt. Yeah. But yeah, they were like, oh no, what about the first responders, the real heroes? And it was like a 9-11 memorial t-shirt in this production of Godspell. My high school, not when I was a couple of years before, so my brother was in it, did The Wiz. Only I went to school in Northern Indiana. You know how many African American students we have? Not a ton in The Wiz. One, one, one black person. You know who else was in an all white production of The Wiz? You? Yep. <sighs> you know what the makeup of your school is. <laughs> Like maybe maybe choose a different musical musical theater department. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad other I'm glad it's not just like my high school. I mean, it, on the one hand, it's very bad that it's not just my high school, but it is comforting in some way. I grew up in the most conservative area in in Queens. Oh, okay, it was a racist ass school, and um, yeah, they 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 put on. Our music teacher like tried to be inclusive and uh, she did the whiz. She thought it would bring some cultural competency, but it was all white kids. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No. Like you can't be like, hey, this high school, this all white high school needs to, to have some diversity. So let's do Roots as our play. Like it doesn't work. Like you should take them to go see a production of of stuff that has you know not white people in it but Mm -hmm. (laughs) inclusion is not just hey we're gonna do this thing but we're all white (laughs) yep i love that both of us have an experience with an all-white production of the whiz phantom phantom no 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 this 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 is a bad musical great movie bad musical (laughs) 
Cody Gold Week on the great now. <laughs> I got to defend my boy. It's <laughs> at the end of the podcast. This is the best movie ever made. I got to defend Joel. I mean, the guy also made eight millimeters, so maybe I don't need to defend Joel that much. What a weird career. Yeah. So this is a weird blip in Jerry's career. It's interesting that like, that, yeah, like you were saying, this was supposed to be his big break and then he doesn't actually have his huge break until two years later. Yeah. 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 That wasn't exactly showing off his talents. Which, as we've said, he has in abundance. Yes. It's just the wrong role for him. Yeah. Like it is everybody except Minnie Driver. God, she's so goddamn good. She's, uh, I love her. So any other thoughts on nah, 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 the movie? It's bad. Uh, I would say if you haven't seen it, like maybe go check out a couple of the songs on YouTube because they're all like everything. You know, this movie is basically all up there in many, many pieces or watch it on Tubi, but then you'd have to see the whole thing. But instead, like look up Masquerade, look up some of the like Phantom's cave scenes. Watch look all at the of pretty it. sets. No, because then you got to watch all the black and white shit. I like it. I like it. I think I think it's an enjoyable movie. I think it is too long and the music Obviously. is badly sung and the acting is bad. My friend, that's why they invented Disney Emoji Blitz. <laughs> Need something to do during the boring parts. But you still have ears. Again, I have I don't like these songs, period. So who gives a shit? I I know I maintain that bad songs off pitch are still worse than just bad songs. It is the same to me. The music of the like I don't care if it's fucking Pavarotti singing it or I don't know like Gilbert Godfrey. It sounds the same to me. I watched Gilbert Godfrey sing Phantom. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Get Bobcat as Raoul. <laughs> That's an incredible. Sylvester Stallone. Da, 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 da. I like that in your head the na 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 na's are sung. <laughs> Apparently. What's more fun? Don't you want the na na na's sung? Like maybe maybe the Phantom really is like singing his own intro music as he comes in. Yeah. Didn't you hear that it was on the bagpipes <laughs> when Jerry did it? Okay, do we have anything else to say about Phantom? No, just that we both liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure. What What's next? Where does Jerry go from here? The Game of Their Lives, his soccer movie co-starring Gavin Rosdale. What? Does this movie exist? I don't think so. We can watch it on Showtime. That is one I have not heard of. It's based on a true story. And again, Gavin Rosdale. Yeah, I'm ignoring that now because my brain is not willing to process it. Well, you'll be processing it next episode when we're talking about the game of their lives. And the director, you want to guess what other movie this guy directed? Because it's uh, very funny. Um, Something bad. So I'll give you a clue. It's an inspirational sports movie. Is it The Blind Side? He directed Rudy. That was going to be my next guess. Rudy. You know, that was the official movie of my high school. I'm sorry. What does that mean? So they had these like events, 
that like if you would have to raise money for the school and you get to like leave school early or like you know i don't know dress down but any kid who never raised enough money for the school would have to uh (laughs) sit and watch rudy in the cafeteria (laughs) it was like a thing so we got jerry we have west bentley and gavin rosdale (gasps) patrick stewart Ooh, is he playing the soccer ball? Oh, no. What? Oh, no. Johnny's Davies. Oh, no. Because <laughs> that guy sucks. Yep. 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 So, what is your brilliant phantom wrap up that I'm sure you carefully planned? Well, first, you can find us on Twitter at Fan and Furious. You can email us at thefanandthefurious at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Jonathan Zuckerman, and our logo is by Ann Meadows. And until next time. We did a podcast about Phantom of the Opera. And Steve liked the movie. It made Emily mad. And then they talked about Gerard Butler, who played the Phantom of the Opera in this movie adaptation. Joel Schumacher made two Batman movies. He also made Nicolas Cage's 8mm. And that movie Trespass with Cage and Nicole Kidman. And then he made some other stuff too. Like Falling Down. And he made the Phantom of the Opera. Bye. Bye. You fucking dork.